You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 81. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 81. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. It's a very strange time. I was just answering an email from my friend Allie. You, I interviewed Allie a couple months ago about parenting teenagers. And she emailed me and she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, everything's good. Everything's really great. Well, except for, you know, the forest fires burning my state to the ground and smoke outside. I can barely walk. Oh, and, uh, you know, racial injustices and police brutality. And oh, yeah, and I have pink eye and <laughs> online learning and like all these like crazy bad things are happening. And yet I'm fine. Like I have that song lyric in my head that's like, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. So there we are. I am all things. I am outraged and I am grateful. I am content and discontent. <laughs> I am bored and excited. I am, it's everything. It's like feeling all the feels. <laughs> It's a strange time to be alive. Exciting time, strange time. Today's question came up uh, during my group. I have a group coaching program. So once people go through my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, a select few get invited to join a group if I feel like they're a good fit for it. And it's so awesome. Oh my gosh. I love the camaraderie. I love the support and the compassion that these moms give to each other as well as just like helping them, my clients, like learn how to coach themselves so that it they love the coaching. They, you know, learn so much. They feel so much better and they want to keep it going. And this is a way that I'm there for support, but it's kind of like taking off the training wheels and they get to learn and I get to see how they coach themselves and I can you know, tweak it. And anyways, super fun. But this uh, question came up. Uh, from one of my clients, and she says, my parents never would let me get away with the crap my kids pull on me. With one look, I would have been silenced into obedience. What's wrong with me that I have no control over my kids? How can I get my kids to respect and obey me the way I did my folks? Well, I thought this was a great question. It would do great for a very good podcast, right? Because I think a lot of us grew up with this very kind of strict, stern parenting style that was, I would say, in vogue. It was trendy. <laughs> and now it's not so trendy. You don't see that as much as this very authoritarian uh, approach to parenting. So I thought we could talk a little bit about parenting styles first. So the parent education answer is let's talk about parenting styles. So our parents grew up with this authoritarian parenting as being kind of the expected 
path. Like a good parent has control over her kids. A good parent is strict and stern, puts on lots of rules. There was kind of this idea that children should be seen and not heard, that no emotions were allowed. You were not, especially not allowed to express your emotions. If you were going to have a feeling, you were going to take it to the bathroom and hide it away. <laughs> Authoritarian parenting demands blind obedience and mature, responsible behavior. So there was really this idea that like kids are not, they're, the, the way kids normally behave is not as uh, prized as the way adults behave. And so that as soon as you can get your child to act like an adult, you're winning, <laughs> okay? So consistent parenting with firm consequences when rules are broken was kind of a hallmark of authoritarian parenting. It was, there was a lot of rules and there was a lot of consequences. And it didn't matter if you had a good reason for breaking the rules. It didn't matter what your you know emotions were, what your situation was, what the you know peer pressure was or the context or anything like that. It was like, Here, here's the rule and you broke it. So, in authoritarian parenting, there is a higher priority placed on a children's physical, emotional, and social safety. So risk-taking is discouraged. It's kind of like if I'm an authoritarian parent, there's one path to success, and it looks like this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you do not deviate from that path. And so there's no like listening to your inner compass because it's like, well, that's not practical. That's what not what is expected. So it's kind of placing a higher priority on like the society and what is expected of you rather than your own inner desires or uh, where you feel like your passions lie. So it's like there's one right path to success and I will show you the way. <laughs> Parents know best. So the pro of this type of authoritarian parenting is that it produces very well-behaved children who, after a few years of some teenage rebellion and sneaking out of the house and maybe a couple years in therapy, turn into productive members of society. These kids know what the rules are. They know that our society is governed by rules and the consequences are predictable and they don't want them. They're scared of the consequences. They feel shame around breaking these rules. And so kids raised in the authoritarian parenting style learn to abide by social structures. And we have in our, in our society, there are social structures. There is an authority that we, if, if you're raised by an authoritarian parent, you're trained to obey this authority. So it creates law-abiding citizens, well-behaved children, and adults who tend to jump through the social hoops and structures pretty easily. The con of this type of authoritarian style that a lot of our parents had and we used was that they often used shame and threats to mold behavior. So fear and shame were part and parcel of teaching <laughs> and discipline. So kids learned that their natural tendencies to express anger, to be exuberant, to play and be silly and spin around in circles and hang upside down and all these things are actually good for children's brains, they were told not to do it. So they learned that their natural tendencies to follow their inner compass are inherently flawed. So this creates a feeling of worthlessness 
in the individual. It's like, well, what I believe is the right thing for me is not. So therefore, I don't really know what the right thing is to me. So I have to look outside of myself for praise, for encouragement for like to know if I'm doing right or wrong. I only can tell if an outside authority tells me I'm right or wrong. And so these people often end up in life coaching (laughs) when they follow the societal expectations and they get to age 35 and they're like, okay, I don't like my career path. This isn't the relationship I wanted. I'm not happy. So then they come to life coaching and they get back on the right path. So these rule-following adults will often struggle to know what changes to make because they never learned how to trust their own inner guidance, okay? So that's kind of the con of authoritarian parenting is that you pick up this idea that I am unworthy and I can't trust myself. So permissive parenting is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, okay? So if you got authoritarian on one end, Permissive parenting is on the other end. Permissive parenting can be very loving and affectionate. It's very emotionally responsive. They provide few rules and guidelines. They don't believe in rules. They believe that the child knows what's best for them, and they don't place a lot of demands on the child. They don't really see it as their job to control or mold their child's behavior. In fact, it... (laughs) Even this is hard to say because I want to say parents ignore a child's misbehavior, but a permissive parent wouldn't label the child's behavior as inappropriate or it's not a misbehavior in their eyes. They're like, oh, this is just my kid being a kid, where society might view it as inappropriate behavior. The parents do not. So parents... Permissive parents reject the notion of controlling children. They expect kids to regulate themselves, and they tend to include children on big decisions that a lot of us might normally think is more of a parent's choice to make, and it's too much responsibility to put on a child. Some permissive parents might think that the child is highly capable of being making these big decisions about their life. And very often, permissive parents give in to the child's demand. So if the child cries, complains, throws a tantrum, then the parent will give the kid what they want, okay? Uh, These parents don't tend to worry about safety as much, and they tend to, like, allow for natural consequences. And so they just think, well, if the kid, you know, falls and gets hurt, then they'll learn not to fall. So they really trust in these natural consequences. So the pro of raising kids in a permissive parenting style is that it can create a really loving parent-child bond. You can have a really strong, tight relationship. These kids can become very resourceful because they're kind of left to their own devices to figure things out. There's not a lot of rules, and they learn how to survive and figure things out on their own. They tend to be very confident, willing to try new things, willing to take risks. You know, they're not worried about making a mistake because there's no consequences to pay. These kids raised by permissive parents can have full access to their creativity and to listen to their inner compass. So they really trust themselves to follow their inner muse. The cons of permissive parenting are pretty dramatic. 
it's probably one of the worst parenting styles when you look at, when you trace these kids into adulthood and you see where they end up. Children raised without rules really struggle because we live in a rule-based society. So they were never taught to respect and obey authority. So they can often end up in trouble with the law. They struggle with self-discipline. They struggle with happiness. Interestingly enough, you would think that, you know, following their inner compass, they would just choose happiness. But I think we, you know, the even though it seems like freedom begets happiness, that kids having so much freedom, they just, you know, that we need discipline and we need structure and we need rules in order to help us appreciate freedom. You know, happiness comes from contrasting experiences. So they struggle with financial responsibility. They struggle with social acceptance because they kind of just do what they want to do and they don't think necessarily about how it's affecting others. Uh, Because permissive parents don't regulate their child's eating, these kids are are more likely to be overweight. Children of permissive parents may approach new situations without trepidation. So like I said, that could be the pro is they're going to like, try something new, experiment, take risks. But the con of that, the downside, is that they're more likely to experience with drinking and drugs and substance abuse and just behaviors that have long-term consequences that do not serve them well. So there's some pretty big cons to permissive parenting. Now, there's other parenting styles. There's free-range parenting. There's helicopter parenting, which is so commonplace that it's not even a style. It's just like, it's got a bad reputation, right? Like, nobody wants to think, oh, I'm a helicopter parent. Like, nobody owns that. But I remember thinking, okay, I was asking, like, all my moms, my clients, my breeders, like, if your kid forgets their lunch at home, how many of you would bring, if they go to school back in the good old days when they would go to school, and they you see they left their lunch at home, how many of you would bring their lunch to them at school? And like almost 90% of us would. So I'm like, okay, that means 90% of us are helicopter parents. <laughs> so you don't want our children to suffer. We don't want our children to go hungry. We don't want them to have to, you know, borrow or beg or be cold because they forgot their sweater. We don't want them to experience any sort of negative emotion. So I would say that's the culture in which I'm certainly being raised in here in the Bay Area in California where the authoritarian parent would not bring their lunch to school. They would just let the kid, like, suffer the natural consequences. And the permissive parent wouldn't even pack a lunch for the kid. (laughs) They would just let them fend for themselves on a more regular basis. So anyway, so there's other types of parenting. Free range, helicopter, uninvolved parenting. That's, you know, really kind of sad, more like negligent parenting. But the one that I like to help moms strive for is this middle balance between authoritarian and permissive. In the middle of that is what I call the calm, assertive parenting style. Now, very often in a marriage, you will, or co-parenting situation, you if one parent is very authoritative, the other one may go very permissive. So this can be in 
divorced parents, so he doesn't have to, or just never married. Like, you don't have to be married in order to have this. If one parent is very strict and stern with lots of rules, the other parent may take it upon themselves to be kind and gentle and loving and not enforce those rules. This is not helpful for the kids or the parents, right? It drives you crazy. Whichever end you're on, it's annoying. And so what you want to do is you want to try to come together as co-parents. You want to say, let's aim for the middle ground of this calm, assertive parenting styles. Because when social scientists track the kids, these kids turn out the best in life. They turn out to be happier, more successful. They get to have good relationships with people. They have good social relationships. They know how to create strong bonds. They're nurturing as well as self-disciplined. Like it just gives us a good result. So let's talk about the calm assertive parent. It's emotionally tuned in. Like you are attuned to your child's emotions, but you don't make all your parenting decisions based upon their emotions that you have a set of values that you want to instill in your child and that it's important for you to live up to your own values. You have a reciprocal, responsive relationship that can adapt to your child's personality, that can adapt to the situation. So you can have rules and you can be very clear and very firm, but they can also be negotiated, that you can also adapt them as the situation is appropriate. A parent who's a calm, assertive parent sees herself as the authority and believes in her ability to make her children obey. So she knows if she wants her kids to obey, she can make that happen. But she doesn't abuse the power. She saves it for times when it's really important. She's respectful of her kids' temperaments, preferences, and moods, but is also respectful of her own temperament, preferences, and moods, super moms. <laughs> it's not like I will sacrifice myself for my children's happiness, that I will respect that they have certain personalities and I have certain pers a personality that requires maybe some time away. Maybe, you know, that I can let my kids be exuberant and run around the house naked, screaming their heads off. But then I need some quiet time after that. And I respect myself enough to create that and make it happen. So a calm, assertive mom expects maturity and cooperation. She allows for natural consequences, but also creates clear and predictable rules for behavior. So this calm, assertive parent, it's not calm all the time. <laughs> there certainly can be lots of chaos in the home and fun and liveliness and exuberance. But the home environment has an underpinning of love, respect, guidelines, predictability, and warmth. Predictability is really important for kids, especially during a crazy COVID <laughs> pandemic, okay, and online schooling, that to have certain times during the day where we all come together, whether it's at the dinner table or it's before bed or, you know, every morning we have a certain structure to our day. That's why like every classroom you'll see is structured and predictable because it's super good for kids. 
So a calm, assertive mom doesn't shame or threaten or emotionally manipulate their kids. They're not like, well, I'm going to withhold my love for you until you obey me. I remember thinking, my daughter was like, I don't know, four years old. And I was thinking, God, that would totally work with her. Like I said, like, if you don't clean up your room, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. <laughs> like, I would never do that. But I could see how that would work. Like, she was just susceptible that way. So um, I did not do that. I, that's not how I how I roll. But some families use emotional manipulation to get what they want. That is not a calm, assertive parenting approach. So the kids of calm, assertive parenting are free to express their exuberance, their personalities, to be joyful, to be creative, but there's that's always within some boundaries and some, you know, so some firm edges, right? Like you can make a mess, you can take all your crafts, all your princess clothes uh, all over the bedroom and litter them everywhere. You can build a fort, you can, you know, scream and run around naked, but you will not be damaging furniture. You know, if somebody gets hurt, you will clean it up afterwards. You know, you will say sorry, whatever it is, right? There's always some firm boundaries on the outside edges. So there's freedom within, but there's always firm boundaries. So the pro of the calm, assertive parenting approach is that these kids tend to be more independent, self-reliant, and socially adapted. Like they tend to get along with other kids very easily. They tend to be more academically successful because those parents hold those guidelines and they know, yes, you can play, but you've got to do your work first, that they learn that, you know, how to be self-disciplined and how to be well-behaved. Well, they're still free to be themselves. They also understand that there are rules and guidelines that must be followed. Kids raised by calm, assertive parents are less likely to report depression or anxiety or engage in antisocial behavior like delinquency and drug use. Moms, let's talk about the pro for moms. Moms who discover their calm, assertive leadership energy are more likely to feel calm and confident while parenting their kids. They are less likely to feel overwhelmed by everyday life more likely to take frequent breaks. These moms can make a, take a momcation, like a little getaway, and they trust their family to manage fine without them. So my hunch is the reason that this mom in the question doesn't have as much control over her kids as her parents had over her is that she doesn't want to be an authoritarian parent. She wants to have a good relationship with her kids. She doesn't want them to feel like they, should, they have to rebel against her just to feel free. So I think also she's probably living in a culture that does not support authoritarian parenting. You know, in the olden days, to have control of your children's behavior was widely accepted as the best way to parent. Teachers, neighbors, relatives, everyone agreed on how well-behaved children should act. Well, nowadays, that's different. Everybody kind of has a different parenting philosophy, and this helicopter parenting is more of the culture that we're growing up in and less of the authoritarian. So the life coaching answer for what gets in our way from calm, assertive leadership parenting, well, take a look at the rearview mirror. You know, our parents give us our default setting. For example, if you ask your kid to clean up his stuff and he ignores you, notice what your gut response is and see if it's similar to your parents. If you walk into the room and your kid is laying on the couch watching TV, 
What's your gut response? Chances are it's the same as your parents had. So if you attribute your success in life to your strict upbringing, then chances are you're just going to follow that strict parenting approach, right? Like you liked it. It worked for you. If you were raised by very authoritarian parents and you resented their rigidity, went to therapy and become aware of how it damaged your self-esteem, you might do the opposite. You might say, I am never going to be so rigid and insensitive to my kids. For, you know, when I'm a mom, I'm going to do everything. <laughs> I'm going to be caring and loving and gentle. I'm going to do everything right. That's the super mom mantra. Uh, then anything that looked like rules, discipline, or structure might make you recoil. So it's like you might go to the opposite end of the spectrum and be like, I don't want to do anything that reminds me of my rigid, strict parents. And so then you can end up doing even doing more damage to your kids by going too far to the opposite extreme because of your own resistance to owning your power. So what we've been working on in my group coaching program is owning your power and recognizing like, I am a powerful person. I can make my kids obey me with love, with kindness, with respect and discipline. And how do I do that? <laughs> and so I'm going to help everybody do that because it's such an important subject by we're going to, I want you to join me for a five-day confident kid challenge. We're going to do this inside the Facebook group, Super Mom is Getting Tired Facebook group. We're going to do a five-day confident kid challenge where we are going to create confident kids by holding them accountable to becoming more competent, more independent, less dependent on mama. So if you go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash confident and sign up, you will get the emails, get the details, and we just need to kind of put it in the forefront of our brain. It is so empowering for a mom to know that she can get her kids to do what she really wants them to do. And that if you need your kids to obey you, that you know how to make that happen. And there's just some little tricks of the trade when it comes to calm, assertive parenting that are nuanced and we want to like practice it. And we're going to do it as a community so that we can kind of support each other, everybody doing it all at the same time. It is so worth taking the time to decide what kind of parent you want to be. Think about the outcomes that you want to have and parent in a way that is aligned with your highest self. I mean, I have made this my life's work, helping other parents be the moms that they want to be. If you want to see if life coaching is right for you and you're sick of kind of going through the motions and being the parent that you, you like not living up to the parent you know you're capable of being, maybe life coaching is the right step for you next. You can go to lifecoachingforparents.com and we'll sign you up for a free discovery call. Because we all want our kids to be confident. Like everybody agrees, confident kids, that's awesome. <laughs> but we forget that confidence comes from competence. And if we're doing everything for our kids, which is the super mom culture, that helicopter culture, right? Like, uh, oh, I'll just take care of it. I'll do it all. I'll help you. Then we want to start letting go of things and kind of doing things badly, maybe messing up a little bit so that our kids will step up and help out. So if we're not so perfect, 
then they can build up their own confidence. It's just a fun way to kind of work it around it. So whether you want to take them to take on more responsibility for online learning, for keeping their room clean, or maybe you want them to start cooking meals for the family, we're going to do it together inside the Confident Kid Challenge. So again, sign up by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash confident. Today's super mom kryptonite is either or thinking. If you think disciplining children and setting boundaries is mean and you want to be nice, well, then this is going to drain your energy and keep you stuck. This either or thinking. Like, I'm either mean or nice. (laughs) It just keeps you like, of course, we're all of us are always both. Like, I'm a nice person who sometimes says mean things. (laughs) And so we want to make sure we're giving room to be strict and kind, loving and disciplined. If you think my children should obey me no matter what, and you never allow for negotiations, then maintaining this level of control is going to exhaust you. You don't have to think in terms of either or. I'm either one or the other. I'm either authoritarian or permissive. We want to stay away from the extremes. You can be both loving and disciplined. You can show your kids that it's okay to be exuberant and obedient by giving them a wide berth, but holding very firm boundaries. As moms, it's important to remember that we can be scared and grateful, joyful and outraged, firm and nurturing. This crazy COVID year is teaching us that we can be and feel all of the things in the same day in the same hour and the same minute that you can feel all the feels. So let's practice by being fun and serious, reverent and irreverent. We can crave alone time and still be lonely. Like what? How does that work? It's a weird world at a weird time. Let's be all we can be and experience every last drop of it. Today's Supermom Power Boost, what's a quick way you can boost your energy, is playing board games with your kids, okay? So if you feel like you've kind of slacked off, maybe you're too far on the permissive side of the spectrum, and you want to kindly, gently ease your way towards some more rules and structure, I suggest board games. It is such a great way to prepare your kids for a society that is based in rules. They won't even know that they're learning these great life lessons, but having to wait their turn, follow the instructions, and learn how to win and lose gracefully is a great preparation for life. Now, you can tweak the rules, but it's so great for them to experience like how what happens when not everybody obeys by the same rules. And like one player wants to play by this rule and the other one wants to play by that rule and how that just kind of ruins the fun of the game. So not to mention like fabulous math and reading skills that could come from playing board games without them even knowing it. But when the family comes together to play board games, the kids enjoy that communal aspect of it. With so much video game time these days, they need to like look each other in the eye and practice those social skills. 
when kids experience somebody else cheating at a game or bending the rules to suit them, it instills in them a sense of justice. Kids learn that cheating is wrong and unfair and they will fight for fairness. When you uphold the rules of the game, even when your kid complains, cries, or throws a fit, it teaches them to be respectful and that respect that life has rules that we all must live by in order to maintain peace. So today's Super Mom Power Boost is to pull out some board games, or I'm going to invite you guys to come onto the uh, Super Mom's Getting Tired Facebook group and tell us what your favorite board games are are to play in your family, whether you've got preschoolers all the way up to teenagers. I want to hear what games that you play that you can practice this this idea that there are rules to follow and that it benefits everyone when everybody follows the same rules. Today's quote of the day, having kids, the responsibility of rearing good, kind, ethical, responsible human beings is the biggest job anyone can embark on. As with any risk, you have to take a leap of faith and ask lots of wonderful people for their help and guidance. I thank God every day for giving me the opportunity to parent. Maria Shriver. All right, super moms, you have a fabulous and not fabulous day. <laughs> Be all things, feel all the feels, and... I'm here with you. We're all in the same boat together. Take care. And I hope to see you in the Facebook group. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.